yo, yo, this is the Black Cold Podcast. We are back. I'm your honor, gracious, humble host, Leaf Buck. And um, I got cut off before, so I had to start over. But I was in a groove, too. But um, earlier, I was just talking about programming and propaganda. So like I said... earlier I was just talking about the effects that the crown bill had on our community and how this lady was just saying that the crown bill was good you know it was good because it did a lot this and it stopped it's still crime going on today what are you talking about I said what was the difference between the opioid crisis and the crack epidemic they don't call the opioid even though the opioid crisis is a they called it a pandemic I watched the CBS 3 special called um, what did they call it? I forgot what did they call it. I forgot what they... No, they called it the opioid pandemic. So, on the opioid pandemic, on the CBS 3 special, 60 Minutes, and 3, I'm saying, because I'm in Philly, so that's what it is, CBS 3, but it was a 60 minute special about, you know, these pharmaceutical, uh, big pharma, pharmaceutical places, they were going to like the DEA was on top of them because of what they was doing and how they was doing stuff to people. And basically, everything in a nutshell was Big Pharma had so much power and so much money and influence that they said, oh, we're going to pay fines to all the all the families. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Put money here. Put money there. And they actually never did anything. So basically the CBS 3 special and I I asked this question to this lady that said the crime bill was good I asked her a question I said how was the crime bill good when they were giving uh, black people people that was in possession of crack they were giving them a mandatory five year sentence that was mandatory So my thing was, how was that good? When you were just could been in possession, you could have just bought it. You was a drug addict. You bought crack. You was addicted to something. They knew what addicts was. They had cocaine addicts throughout the eighties and the, and the, you know throughout the seventies and the sixties and seventies in their community. They never demonized and locked those people up. They got those people help. But now, all of a sudden, when it comes to black people, we're not good enough for help. We're just going to lock them up. And now, Joe Biden came out and said, oh, man, I regret the condo. I do, you know, and I'm thinking that the crime bill destroyed the black family as we know it. They were giving people that was just smoking crack. They was giving them five-year mandatory sentence. And it was a, a drug felony possession. Nonviolent crime was getting you five years. I'm not giving no drug addict no five years. That's insane. But now you don't give the drug addicts five years. You're giving them a right to go to rehab, a right to get themselves together. They're actually in court. I seen this on the CBS special on 60 Minutes. They're actually in court saying we're not sending you to jail because you don't deserve to go to jail. You're an addict. You're a victim of your circumstances. 
this is what a judge is saying to these white people in Minnesota. We're just going to send you to rehab. So you got to be here for six months and then you won't have no probation. That'll be your community service. They'll help you do this. They'll help you do that. So they're giving these people essentially six months to go into rehab and to get themselves together, to get clean. But with us, we were demonized. We were just sent to jail. A lot of families was destroyed by this crime bill. So I'm thinking to myself, black people wasn't afforded a rehab. They was just sent to jail. So they couldn't they couldn't afford to send them just to rehab and get them off what they was on. Because it's to me, it might be I I've never done either one of them, so I don't know which one is easier to get off. But they say sometimes heroin controls your body. You need heroin. That's why they give you methadone in order to get off of heroin because it gives you the same high. I've worked in a methadone clinic. I did security in a methadone clinic. So, how did you demonize one, but you, 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 Embracing the other one with open arms. How do you demonize the black man or the black woman that's on crack? You demonize them and get them five years. But this white boy and this white girl, you don't give them five years. You get them six months of rehab to, to get themselves together. give them six months of rehab to get themselves together because you said you don't want to see their lives destroyed but they didn't have the same grace and mercy with us and I explained this to this lady she's still saying the same thing talking in circles it destroyed the black family we were not afforded those same luxuries that they gave to those white people in that in that special We were not afforded the same luxuries. So I wanna dig I wanna dig deep into an article that was talking about how black men shouldn't question Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. Y'all can't question them. You question them after the election, after we get Trump out. I said that's not a strategy. What type of political strategy is that? That just says vote so we can keep a track of all you Negroes. vote just to vote because it's time to vote and it's the election time and we need more people we can't base our vote off of trying to defeat trump we cannot do that we have to be strategic we have to vote for empowerment that's what we need to vote for is empowerment you have to vote for your interest not because they want trump out you vote for your interest do you have an interest is this candidate going to do something for you Are they going to open these schools back up? Are they going to put money back into these public school systems? These are the things we're supposed to vote for. So, you know, he wrote an article. Like I said, I'm going back to this article. He was just demonizing us, saying we were unintelligent to to question them. And it's like they believe the black man is dumb. They believe that black men are dumb. 
you're not smart enough to question them on this. Don't question them on this. Trust me, just go ahead and vote. No, we have a right to question them. So we just selling ourselves short. We're not actually voting for anything. We're just going to sell our, just sell yourself short. You can ask them after the election. No, we need to ask them now. What are you going to do about the lack of jobs? What are you going to do about the lack of resources? What are you going to do about reparations? We have a right to ask this. No, reparations is dumb. You can't ask about reparations. You can't do that. That's not smart. You're never going to get it. Yeah, but they're giving $350 million to undocumented immigrants for a COVID relief plan. They're giving them insurance. They're trying to get them off of the street. And don't let me get on the homelessness that's in this country. In California, it's horrible. So don't get me started on this stuff, man. Please don't get me started on that crap. So, basically, black men are stupid. They're unintelligent. They're not smart enough. They're stupid. They're not smart enough. They're unintelligent. And basically, this is what he was saying in that article. So everybody was dragging him, and all this was a breakdown from the uh, Jamel Hill tweet. So that's basically all that was. So, you know, I was going back and forth with the lady saying the crime bill was good, and you know, all this other stuff. But when I speak about propaganda and programming, it was this black woman on Twitter, and she did this video saying black men don't protect black women. They're killing our, they're killing the women at a high rate. They're doing this, they're doing that. And when I realized that what she was saying, I, as soon as she said it, I knew that it wasn't a reality thing. It's her perception of what she sees on TV. And this is why TV, and this is what I'm saying, propaganda and programming, what you consume on TV and what you hear on TV or what you listen to in, within music or what you listen to and within podcasts, that plays a part of into your health. Because your health is just not what you're eating. It's just not what you're drinking. It's not. That's not all you consume. You consume programming from TV. You consume programming from uh, music or podcasts or reading. You consume all of these things. You have to make sure that you're consuming good things as well. Like you can't just rely on the news to get all of your. You can't rely on TV to get all of your news. And to get all your facts and to get all your information because it's a propaganda thing with them. So I'm sitting up there and I'm thinking, and she's just on here saying, We can't blame the white man, the white man doesn't exist, and all this other stuff. I don't see that. I'm just looking at her. Like, you don't know about the, the 400 years of systemic systemic racism. A 400 year head start that they got over us, and it's, it's longer than 400 years. It's damn near 500. If you want to be technical, it might go back to the 1400s, to the 15 and 1400s. It might go back that far. We don't know. America has a deep-rooted history in racism and prejudice. They have a deep-rooted history in all of these things. Like I was looking up the Patriot War of 1812. I knew nothing about this. 
um, the good brother Tariq, now she spoke on it, and I looked it up, and I started looking at it, and I'm like, America has a deep-rooted thing in racism, and that's when I started talking about the Civil War, you know, and all that stuff connects to it. In the Patriot War of 1812, those people... The government sent people down to, I think it was like Florida. And they went down there to kill a slave that was trying to escape, trying to get their liberation. They killed those people. So my thing is, America does not look at their black eyes the black eyes that America has, they don't look at them. Because, oh, it didn't happen to you, let's move forward. You have to get over it. And then it's like, people on TV are saying this, so naturally every day when you're taking this in, saying I'm telling you, we're not giving you reparations, you gotta get over slavery. When you're consuming these type of things, they're programming you to say, oh, well, let me just go out there and be a robot and vote. Because they're never gonna give it to me because of blah, blah, blah. No, they can give it to you. It's what they choose to do. It's what they choose to do. If they choose to give it to us, they can give it to us. Just like they passed those two acts with a COVID relief fund. They can give it to us. It's about what they want to do. They can do it, but they're on TV telling you they can't. America's broke. America's this. Yeah, okay. If you want to really say that. So, whatever you watch... Is also conducive to your health. So I tell people all the time, watch what you just be mindful of what you're watching on TV. And you know, the older I got, I start I start looking. Maybe I was saying, man, maybe I'm thinking too deep into things. But no, I start analyzing these TV shows. There's a lot of propaganda in these TV shows. You know how how certain people treat our women how some women treat our men, you know, as far as these black shows and what they actually show on there. But I was looking back in the 90s, we had a lot of good shows. It wasn't no, you know, a bunch of bullshit shows like Love and Hip Hop. You know, all that stuff is good for entertainment. And some, a lot of people just watch it for entertainment purposes. They don't actually take that shit serious because that's propaganda too. Because when you go on Love and Hip Hop, it's a bunch of people that failed at what they were doing now we're going to pay you to go on TV and make a fool of yourself we're going to pay you to go on TV and get surgery we're going to pay you to go on TV and look a certain type of way and act a certain type of way that's what love and hip hop is it's entertainment so I don't put too much stock into that but that plays a part in propaganda too so you know back to this video this girl was saying how black men don't protect so and so black men don't do this black men don't do that I'm like what the fuck are you watching on TV what are you watching on TV miss what are you watching on TV you're not you're not watching anything healthy on TV you're getting all your information from TV one you watching Fatal Attraction and you watching all these shows on there where black men is killing eight women and the women is killing eight men, but somehow, some way, black men don't protect black women. 
What about that brother down in Tennessee at the Waffle House? Or well, I'll just uh, yeah, Tennessee. What about the brother in Tennessee at the Waffle House? I don't know exactly what city it was in Tennessee, but he, the guy took a chunk of this man's arm. So my thing is that narrative, y'all getting that shit from TV. You're consuming these things on what you see on the internet and when these people, and that's what I'm saying, what you watch is conducive to your health. It, it, You know, you just don't consume food. You consume TV, you consume music, you consume podcasts. So, if I said, when you listen to my podcast, I may be raw, I may skip over some words, but when you listen to my podcast, you're going to listen to some intelligence. You're going to listen to information. You're going to get facts, information. You're going to get all of it. You're going to get the unadulterated truth. So, I tell people all the time, stop watching certain shows. It's cool to watch Love and Hip Hop, but you can't just watch that and share it on TV and, you know, share it on Facebook. And look, they was fighting, they was doing this, they was doing this, and I'm just like, man, it's just crazy how we're, like, how we so quick to share what happened with Love and Hip Hop but we don't even share our fellow black person's business we don't share none of that stuff we have a deep rooted hatred for each other which is crazy and that's what I'm saying it goes back they teach you on TV to hate each other Oh, they think you they better than you, this, that, and the third. And you gotta have a certain type of clothes to be considered the it person. And you gotta and I'm like, all this stuff is coming from TV. We look for representation on TV and we never find it. We look for representation on TV. We get all our information on TV. We don't research, we don't do none of this. We don't read. And that old saying of, if you want to hide something from a nigga, put it in the book. Yes, that is true. But people are starting to wake up now. So people are starting to question things. And that goes back to this guy's article where he was saying that the black man is too unintelligent to be asking questions. And I'm like, yo, that's not true. How am I unintelligent? Because I want to ask a question. I have every right to ask a question about people that I'm voting for and people that I'm putting in the White House. I have every right to ask that question. What are your policies? What do you want to do for my people? What do you want to do for the the people that lost their job during COVID? What are you going to do for these people? What are you going to do about unemployment? What are you going to do? And you're not intelligent enough to ask this question. And, and and it's been, you know, it's been said that our black women are elevated over us because they're the smartest women in America. Yeah, it's true, but they still do not get the praise that the white woman does. White women get a lot of praise. And I'm not hating on her and I'm not trying to be mean towards the white woman. But my thing 
about the white woman is she'll use our woman to destroy us. They bring our women into this, uh, they bring our women into this Me Too movement. A black woman started that. They hijacked it. It became an organization. And it's, you know, before it wasn't an organization. It was supposed to be just a movement. But what they do is they turn these so-called movements into organizations and they profit off of them. You profit off of women, you know, getting raped. You profit off of women dying. And it's the same thing with the Black Lives Matter movement. I like the concept. Black lives do matter, but I don't like the organization. Because what they did was people donated to them. They didn't donate none of that money to the inner city. They don't donate none of that money to the inner city. They don't give none of that stuff to the rec centers, to the school district. Don't give none of that money to nobody. So these people are becoming millionaires off donations and they'll give it to the Democrats, and the Democrats give the and take theirs off the top and give it back to them. They don't do nothing for us. All they do is profit off of our black plight and our pain. They profited off of Breonna Teller, they profited off of George Floyd. They didn't care about George Floyd. They stepped right on his dead body and propped themselves up. They're not actually trying to get any legislation changed. They're not doing anything. They are a shadow organization that only come out when you die. When you die at the hands of the police, Black Lives Matter is going to be there. They're going to be there to profit. Black lives do matter, but I don't like the organization. And it wasn't, it's not a grassroots organization. It didn't start from us. It started from people that we didn't even know. The grassroots people didn't start that. They seen a way to profit off of Mike Brown, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, they do. But not to this organization, they don't matter. The black dollar, the 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 the, uh, the profit money that y'all get off of these people's deaths—that's what matters to y'all, not the actual people that passed away or that were killed by the hands of the police. So, when I talk about these organizations, I'm not dogging black people. No, I'm dogging the organization because they don't do nothing. Me Too movement. Where was they at when Sandra Bland got killed in jail? When it was a so-called suicide? How can you hang yourself from a ceiling that don't have nothing on it? Karina Gaines. Where was Me Too at then? Where was these women rights organizations when Sandra Bland was murdered? Where was these these white organizations when Karina Gaines was murdered? And like I said, they profit off of black pain. When Ray Rice went through his situation with his fiance, then wife at the time, when he went through that situation, those women rights organizations seen an opening to get money. And the NFL donated $50 million. That's all they do. I have not seen them since then. They don't do nothing for women. 
They don't do shit for women. But profit off of pain. Black pain at that. They don't help our women out. Meanwhile, we got all these women missing. Meanwhile, we got all these women being sex trafficked. They don't help us out, man. We got to stop attaching ourselves to these organizations. We got to start our own movement. We got to start a, a, something nonviolent. We got to make, we got to start, not nonviolent. We got to start a stop the violence organization. We got to start them type of things. We can do all these things simultaneously. We can do all these things at all at once. We can start a, a stop the violence organization. We can start a, a anti-government organization. And when I say anti-government, I mean when when these cops is killing us. We can start all of these. You're fighting for your right to just walk down the street as a black man. They're anti-black. And we still love these people. Oh man, you know, we go out there, we still be forgiving these people. We don't never look at the bigger picture. We always look into line our pockets. And that's what Black Lives Matter is doing. They're lining their pockets. And my critique of them is not, oh, what are you doing for the inner cities? No, they're not the organization for that. We need to have our own organization set up for the, the inner crime, the, the urban violence in our uh, city. We need to have our own organization. We can't keep looking to people to have these these organizations to stop this and to stop that. We can't keep looking to other people when we can do those type of things for ourselves. We can stop, we can start a stop the violence organization. It doesn't take much to start one. You can start that. They, people was doing it. I don't know if they're still doing it, you know, during the COVID pandemic, they used to have a little, um, a little get together at a uh, at a little I forgot what it was but it was a little place where the people would go there and voice their concerns in the neighborhood and they're saying how can we relate this to the mayor how can we relate this to the, the police chief how can we relate these things to people they said they was going to email and do all these type of things and they did and uh, this one guy said man we getting responses but it's not the responses we want to hear we got to, you know, certain things we got to do. We got to basically police our own neighborhoods because when they're putting police in our neighborhood, they're putting people around us that didn't grow up with us. These people don't look at us as their as their brother or as their sisters. When a white man, when a white cop see a white man, that's his brother, that's his son, that's his uncle, that's his dad. That's how he looks at them. That's my family. That's basically how he looks at them. We don't we don't get that same benefit of the doubt. We don't get that same benefit. We don't get the benefit of the doubt to say, oh man, you know, he's just walking down the street. We it used to be a thing in the in the 60s and 70s riding while black. And people used to get their ass whooped. They used to incentivize those cops. So if the representation on TV is us getting our ass beat and us forgiving the oppressor all the time, what do you think is going to happen? That's propaganda. That's programming. They demonize 
us as black men. They demonize us. We are the most hated group in America. And then comes our women. They hate our women so much that they use our women against us. And that's all they're doing. All they're doing is programming our women against us. And it's not, and what I'm saying is, is what I see in the Twitter sphere. It's what I see on there. They'd be like, all these women that I think just watch too much TV. That's what I say about propaganda and programming. These people, to me, watch too much TV. Because they have no facts to back up any of their claims. They just be talking all they ass. And it's a shame. So, my thing is, when these women talk, when they have so much vitriol for black men, when they have so much to say about black men, the black man ain't this, the black man ain't that, we need to just go to white men, they have this reality, or like I said before, I don't know what their relationship is like with their dad, or even with their mom, that shit starts from your parents. So if you seen your mom being unstable, you seen your mom having men running out, it's natural that you're going to look at all black men that way when it's just your bad choice in men. A lot of that comes from their bad choice in men and getting pregnant by losers. So every time they do this, they always... look at us and call us the demons we killing our own women no we're not what reality are you living in yes women are being killed out here and it's tragic but my thing is I'm starting to realize and I'm starting to question all these killings and all this crime happening and then they keep saying that these white people some of these white people was wearing uh some of these white people was wearing like black rubber mask and so they can go and rob banks. I'm starting to question a lot of these things. Cause the guy actually got arrested wearing blackface. He actually had a black mask on with a beard and a cat to look like he was Muslim. He went into a bank and robbed it. And then when they caught him, they snatched his mask off. He's a white guy. And all this crime in Chicago, I'm, I'm, I'm steady asking myself, is it really that bad? Or is the do the cops got something to do with this? And then I'm looking at this video of this KKK guy. He was like, "We don't worry about black people because they do they they do the job. They do our job for us." He said, "All we do is go in their neighborhood and drop off some crack and some some liquor, some tequila." And we give them the booze. We give them everything they need. We go there and drop a barrel of guns off in Chicago. He's saying this out of his mouth. Like, I'm not making this up. This is what this dude is saying. He said this out of his mouth. So I'm looking at that, and I'm starting to question a lot of the shit that's going on. I'm starting to question it. I know we're doing some crime. Those are the coon-ass niggas. Those are the niggas in the coons that's killing these people, that's killing children. Those are the niggas in the coons. And I did an episode calling them coon niggas out. But I'm talking about all this, like, where are they getting these guns from? Because a lot of these people can't, every, a lot of these everyday people can't walk into a, a, a gun store and go get a gun. 
I don't know if, if it's straw purchasing. I don't know if it's straw purchases. I don't know what's going on, but I know that we do not have access to all these guns that these kids is walking around with. They're, these kids are walking around with military-grade weapons. Where do you think they're getting this from? They're not getting this from no damn store. They can't, these children cannot walk into a store and go buy a gun like that. You have to be, I think, you gotta be at least 18 or 21, one of the two, I have to look it up, to purchase a gun. You have to have a clean record. They do background checks, so I'm trying to figure out where is all these people getting these military-grade weapons from. They're not pulling this shit out the air. And one guy said, listen, I woke up and I woke up in the morning one time, there's a barrel full of guns in the middle of the block. He said, in urban Chicago, there are no gun stores. All the gun stores are out of or out of the vicinity of the the city. They're on the outskirts in the suburbs. So trying to figure out so once the property in and the programming is all these niggas just out here mind shooting everybody up but where are they getting the guns do we ask these questions but we're not intelligent enough to ask these questions is what this guy was saying don't ask no questions just go vote so we voting for people and they're not doing anything to stop the flow of guns i'm talking about illegal guns i'm not talking about uh i'm not talking about legal registered gun owners because they're not the ones that's committing these crimes these are illegal guns on the street. The guns that these people are picking up, they are illegal guns on the streets. They are military-grade weapons. I'll say that again. Military-grade weapons. AK-47s. Um, AR-15s. They're getting a, a ladder clip glocks. A long clip on a glock. Where are these people getting these damn weapons from? These are the questions we have to start asking ourselves. What is going on out there? Where are these people getting these guns from? Like I said, the average everyday person... These kids, they cannot walk into a gun store and just go buy a gun at 15 years old. A lot of these guns on the streets come from straw purchasing. They might have sent their girlfriend who has a clean background, who has a stable place to live. They might have sent her to buy the guns. But it's a lot of illegal guns on the street. And I want to know where they're coming from. And I'm not saying, oh, stop the registered gun owner, stop their stop their uh, guns. I'm talking about stop the flow of these illegal guns that's in the streets. Where are these, where's these guns coming from? So once you see all this stuff and you start seeing everything that's going on, you have to start questioning things. So I start questioning a lot of stuff, man. What is going on? 
what is going on in the world? Where a 15-year-old kid can get himself a gun. And he can't even go and purchase that himself. Yeah, so that's what we need to start asking ourselves. What are they going to do to stop these illegal guns in the hood? What are they going to do to combat the urban crime? I want to know what is your put your plan in place? What, what, what do you have a plan in place to stop the urban crime? And I ain't talking about the police force. See, the thing about it is they say, no, we have to stop it. That's what the cops get paid for, to stop crime. Y'all asking everyday regular people, how can you stop crime? No, that's what cops get paid for. They get paid forty dollars and $50,000 to do these things. They have investigative teams. They have a mayor. All this stuff, they should be putting plans in place. We got to put a plan in place as well. But they should be held, their feet should be held to the fire too. But why is it, why is it so easy to access illegal guns? Why is it so easy to get these guns that these kids is walking around with? That's all I want to know, man. And like I said, it's propaganda and programming. If they keep telling you that the black man is a thug and he's abusive and he's an animal, of course, once you keep seeing that over 25 years, that's what you're going to think. And you've actually never met any of those type of people. You've actually never met any of those type of men. But that's what you've seen on TV. So you think every man walking around is going to do you dirty. He's going to be abusive to you. That's propaganda and programming. And that's all I ask people to do. Think about the things that you're consuming on a daily basis not just your food not just your drinks but think about what you're reading read analyze research because we have a million we have a million days we have enough time in one day 24 hours in one day to just sit down and read one book and to do uh, independent research but we don't do that we on instagram on Instagram we on Twitter we on Facebook and we don't we're not networking on there we we gossiping on there but I go on Twitter and I and I know I'm like yo these type of women don't exist I've never been around these type of women and they, and, and those type of women never been around the abusive animal black man They've never been around that type of man because he don't exist. There's abusive men out here. There's also abusive white men out here. So we're not going to sit up there and make it seem like we're the only abusers and stuff like that. And that abusive black man stuff, that stuff is very low. It's not high. It's not a a, a lot of abusive black men out there. 
and and for you to put your black man down and to prop up some white guy that's very low and that's being a bedwin because you want sexual access to white people and that's what it it is it's like the the white woman is the the, the apple on the tree she's the forbidden fruit the white woman is the white man is to the women it's like a lot of these people just want sexual access to these people and I'm starting to realize it it's all about the sexual access it's all about having sex with white people and that's what these a lot of these people that dog black men want to do so you know Chelsea what's her name Chelsea Handler whatever her damn name is the one that used to date 50 Shades she was on there oh man I had to remind because 50 I'll give you some background 50 was saying oh well I'm not trying to pay 62% in taxes um that's what Joe Biden trying to do I'm going for Trump because he give us better tax breaks and like I said you can't blame somebody for feeling that way when they're not in our tax bracket and, sh- and Chelsea Handler what's her, what's her name let me, let me get her name right Yeah, Chelsea Handler. So she gets on. I guess she was on a uh, Tonight Show with with um, what's his name, Jeremy something. And she on the Tonight Show. She talking about, well, I had to let them know that you're black. Like a lot of these white women had this superiority complex because they slept with a black man and they think they have control. You can't tell that man. Like she talking to him like he a child. I had to remind him he's black and Trump doesn't like. Like what, what the hell are you talking about? The man talking about tax breaks. What the hell are y'all talking about? To tell him on there like he's some type of child to speak to him in that tone. That tone. What the hell is wrong with you, lady? They really have a God complex. This superiority complex. They think they're so superior to us. We have to listen to them. You need to do what we say. Like, that's really what she was basically saying without saying it. I don't I don't get it, man. We gotta start we gotta start putting them type of people in their place. So oh, I'll think about giving him some more sex. Like what? Oh, that's tired of sex. It's it's sexual access, man. And he's not going to respond because 50's a sucker, so he ain't going to respond to her. He's a troll. He, he, She's trolling him. He ain't going to respond to her, her trolling him. Because they love the sexual access to the white woman. Those type of people that slept with them before they love that access. And the, and, the, and the black women, too. But like I said, man, propaganda is a huge, huge thing. Programming is a huge thing. And I'll leave this at at this I'll leave it that at this we have to like when we read these articles and they're telling the black man that we're unintelligent we're a bunch of mindless monkeys and that's what they're basically saying without saying it you're, you have white supremacist talking points and I always say that 
this lady gonna say, how am I, I'm a white supremacist now? I said, no, you're, you're using their talking points. You're saying everything that they're saying. You're not saying anything that has any validity. You're just talking out your ass. And then this one girl that posted the video of the black girl saying black men don't protect them, black men don't do this, black men don't do that. The girl that posted the video said, oh, my father and my brothers are amazing to me. So what did you post that video for? What are you talking about, miss? What are you talking about? If these black men are amazing to you, then you shouldn't be posting that video. And I always say, no, the black men that you know, the black men that you know are abusive, are the thug. Not the everyday regular black man. You've never met me and you're grouping me into this category. That's the problem. Stop generalizing. Stop painting with a broad brush. You're painting everything with a broad brush and every black man is... No, it doesn't work like that. And that's another thing I want to talk about. If y'all are sitting up there looking to celebrities for advice, stop looking to them. And that's what I... It goes back to propaganda and programming. So the girl, the rapper Sweetie, whatever her fucking name is, she's... Listen, I'm out Whatever. If that man ain't buying you a Birkin... And he ain't paying your bills. He ain't doing this. Get rid of him, sis. Miss, you do realize that you're rich, right? You realize that you date a rich rapper. That's propaganda and programming. All these women, yeah, that's the truth, period. Man, shut the fuck up. All this period shit. The same motherfuckers who talk about if he can't pay your bills or buy you a Birkin bag, these everyday regular motherfuckers, the same people that's staying on the, that's sleeping on the floor, that can't wipe their ass half right. Come on, man. Like, just stop it. That's what I'm saying with this propaganda and programming. They beating it into your head that, oh, if he can't do, the, if he can't provide these designer things, if he can't provide those these designer things, he's not worthy of being your man. He's not a man if he can't do this and do that. If you're going to a celebrity for relationship advice or for dating advice, I look at you stupid because those motherfuckers are the most unstable people I've ever seen in my life. They go from women to women, men to men. They are not stable people. So you looking to them for a for advice, like Will Smith and Jada Pickett, you can't go to them for no advice. I wouldn't want to. Jada Pickett out. I was in an entanglement. I, I didn't even talk about that because that's their business. I don't give a fuck about that. No, what she was was a predator. She preyed on a man that lost his, that lost everybody and everything. That's what she did. That's all she did. So... I'm not even speaking on that, but that's their business. But my thing is, don't go to celebrities for advice because they are unstable. And don't listen to them. You're listening to a woman that's saying that a man has no worth if he can't buy you a Birkin or if he ain't paying your bills. What happened to you paying your own goddamn bills? What happened to that? Like, I, I just don't get it. Why is it that all the time? 
today want to come out of their mouth and say these type of things that have no validity to them. Then this girl tells me, well, huh, I deserve this and I deserve that. You do deserve it. Which is true. You deserve things. But if you're looking to a celebrity to tell you that you deserve, you're looking for your worth as a celebrity and they told you what you what you deserve, something wrong with you in the head. You should already know your worth. You should be able to pay your own bills as well as a man should be able to pay his own bills. When y'all come together, that's when y'all cooking. Y'all cook something up. Y'all cooking, y'all building, y'all doing this, y'all doing that. That's when you know that you you shouldn't be marrying for what a man can do for you. You shouldn't marry because a man he can pay my bills and he can buy me this. You shouldn't marry a man for that because y'all y'all can't have a marriage based off of that. You marry for love, and you marry the person that's your soulmate. But they look at these celebrities, people that that's not in your tax bracket. Like I said, Fifty can't influence me. He, I'm not in his tax bracket. He can't influence me on anything. I don't listen to nothing Fifty say as far as uh, social things go because he's he's an entertainer. I don't take nothing he says serious. I love his business acumen. He done got all these deals and stuff, but that stuff probably won't ever happen for me. Because I'm not an entertainer. I'm not in the entertainment industry. So I would never follow his path to success. So he doesn't influence anything over here. He may influence other entertainers, but he's not going to influence me, an everyday black man. Because he do a lot of, uh, he got a lot of raccoon behavior. I'm not mad at him because he said, oh. I'm voting. I'm going with Trump because I'm getting cheaper tax breaks. That's his prerogative. Like, I don't care about people supporting Trump. Trump lives in these people's minds. Everybody that talk about him in that light, he live in their mind rent free. He live in their mind rent free. Instead of them talking about empowerment for the people, they talking about what Trump is doing. We're not trying to empower ourselves. We're worrying about what the asshole is doing. He's the real unintelligent man. Trump don't speak with intelligence. He's he's a fucking he's another entertainer, man. Come on. Come on, man. Like we gotta come on. The propaganda and and programming has a co a control over us and a hold on us. What I'm saying is. Watch less TV, do more research, and read more. That's all I'm saying, man. Man, to the queens and the kings out there that do do their research and that read and don't consume themselves with TV and what's going on, I salute y'all. And the other ones, we're going to try to wake y'all up. I'm trying to wake y'all up. So, listen, man, I love y'all. Stay safe. Stay blessed. This is the Black Cool Podcast. I'm your honor, gracious, humble host, and I'm out.